0: Bonner, and welcome to Queencast, the show where we interview badass queens about body image, business, and beyond. Okay, you guys, I have been so excited to share this episode for a while. Um, alcohol, so. Let's talk alcohol. I know it is a very touchy subject for some people. Some people love to drink. Some people don't drink at all. It's a very individual and personalized um, relationship. And I think we all have a different relationship to alcohol and no one can tell you how you should behave around it. I think it's only up to you to decide, um, you know, what your relationship with alcohol will look like. So things that I really want to touch on in this episode, um, I definitely want to share my story with with alcohol. Um, I have a very complicated relationship with it, um, but I want to share alcohol in college. I want to share about alcohol and binge eating, um, alcohol and bulimia um depression after drinking and then lastly kind of wrapping up just my relationship with alcohol now and um how I made that decision to um well we can get into it so let's dive right in um all right so I was a very I don't want to say nerdy I was a very pure child um so in high school I was never the cool girl I was never really I didn't consider myself part of like the cool kids club um of like the football players and cheerleaders and I was fine with that I grew up playing volleyball I had an awesome group of girlfriends shout out to any of you guys if you're listening Um, and we had lots of movie nights we I remember we would like just drive around um we grew up in San Diego we would just like drive around go get McDonald's um ice cream cones and just like sit in the parking lot and chat and like it was just such a very pure childhood Um, there was never like sneaking um alcohol from my parents until you know I started drinking probably like senior year of high school so super late i know a lot of people you know kind of get their yaya's out like in high school then they get to college and they're like all right been they're done that um i very much was the opposite where i focused a lot on academics i really wanted to get into a good college um, and then once i got into college i kind of loosened up a little bit um okay i loosened up a lot i went apeshit basically and we'll get into that but yeah long story short didn't really have an issue with alcohol in high school so get to college. I went to UC Berkeley up in the Bay Area, and I was thrown right into this binge drinking party animal <laughs> campus. Um that really any school is. I feel like, you know, people think of Berkeley as a very, you know, prestigious academic school, and it definitely was, but like any college, you know, you throw a bunch of college kids on a campus and alcohol, like it's going to be a party. So, it was very much party school, um in my opinion. And I actually didn't start drinking heavily until my sophomore year, so my freshman year, I had a high school boyfriend that was long distance um and that really prevented me from like going ham as soon as I got there um and so I drank a little, but I really kind of like eased my way in and then sophomore year was you know once I broke up with my high school boyfriend sophomore year, I really kind of just <laughs> went crazy um so first things that first thing I want to touch on is alcohol in college so I think there's this really toxic, um, culture in college where if you're not drinking, if you're not partying super hard, um, you're not popular. Like you're not part of, and it's not so much, you know, you're one of the cool kids, but it kind of is. It's like, you're not in on, um, this like exclusive group if that makes sense. And I very much felt this, especially living in a sorority. Um so I lived in the sorority house sophomore year, junior year, senior year. And um yeah, I felt a lot of pressure, you know, to go out, to be fun and again, like I had so much fun. I loved my college experience. This is not like, you know, me saying like, woe is me. This was like the worst thing ever. I was forced to go out like, hell no. Like I was super fun. Um, and I loved, you know, my nights out with my girlfriends and stuff like that. But I think there is this very kind of toxic, um, I don't know, undercurrent of pressure to go out and be fun and drink a lot. And like, we would pregame the pregames, right? I mean, I think this is pretty common. Um, You know, we would start drinking either in our room or we'd go to a friend's house and just, I mean, like five to six shots before going to the pregame. And then we get to the pregame, we drink and then, you know, the rest of the night we drink. And I mean, over the course of the night, like 10 drinks minimum, um, you know, for sure was just The standard was the norm for me Um, and my tolerance was like way higher than it is now obviously but yeah I was just so used to drinking so heavily and that was really the way that I bonded um, with a lot of my friends and a lot of my a lot of my sorority sisters and then junior year I was selected to be in a secret drinking society and it's interesting right because at the time it was this super exciting like almost prestigious like exclusive club that I was really honored to be chosen for um and looking back it's just all so fucked up um I mean I had to make myself throw up um otherwise you know we had girls that went to the hospital because just they were being you know they were drinking so much in such a short amount of time and I just remember um you know the first time the first meeting that we had i you know blacked out and it was 7 a.m um and i had to be carried home and it was just really scary and it was just so strange it's so strange looking back because at the time you know it was this really exciting thing and it's just crazy how your your mindset can like change around these things um but looking back i'm like wow that was like incredibly dangerous and like incredibly fucked up to put my body through that and and put myself through that like for what right um it's not you know casually having a drink with friends and connecting over dinner and having you know wine together it was like intentional you know disintegrating my brain cells <laughs> with alcohol um and blacking out in like you know under 20 minutes it's just it's, it's scary um and i really want to touch on alcohol and binge eating um cuz i think it's pretty common and not a lot of people talk about it so You guys know I've had, um, struggles with binge eating, but alcohol is something that really, really exacerbated my issues with it. Um, I remember coming home super late at night and, you know, I'm in college, so I'm like deep in my, in my eating disorder, starving myself all day, pretty much, um, you know, drinking at night and then coming home and like all of my defenses are down, um, you have no willpower when you drink, like, you no inhibition. Um, and I just remember coming home, we had this massive jar of Nutella, and I would just like make bagels with Nutella, bagels with peanut butter, and just you know, bowls and bowls of cereal, and just eat. Until I felt like I was going to throw up, and then using um, the the feeling of being drunk and you know the alcohol consumption as an excuse for then leading into bulimia and making myself throw up. So um, you know the next morning I would feel so much better if the night before I had thrown up a all of the food that I ate while I was drunk and b the alcohol that i had consumed because I felt like it would help with my hangover and it would just kind of like pressing the reset button, if that makes sense. And then the morning after I would wake up and feel so depressed. Um, you know, there was definitely mornings where I woke up and I was still drunk. Um, and so I was like, you know, last night was so fun. I was like still really in like the party mindset. I was like, having a good time, and then I realized, oh because i'm I'm still drunk like that's why I'm still having fun um and then you know around like one or two pm would start to you know my hangover would set in, but like inevitably I would always feel depressed after drinking and like I'm a pretty optimistic positive person um you know depression is not something that I've ever experienced like clinically um you know, I've definitely had days where I feel down, but like it was always correlated to being hungover and just the day after i would drink i just felt super super down and it lasted for days um and you know there was Definitely periods in time um, during college where I felt depressed after drinking. And because of that, I would start drinking again the next day to kind of get rid of that depression. Um, and we normalized it. We said, you know, it was called the shampoo effect. Like when you would start drinking a little bit, you know, after um, being hungover, and then you would get drunk really fast. And like that was called shampooing. And it's just all of this like normalization of um, these insane patterns and actions. Um, things now where I'm like, Oh my God, that's like so fucked up. <laughs> well, like, you know, we were just, I was basically drunk like all four years. Um, and so around my senior year, I finally reached this point where I just like wasn't into drinking as much as I had been. Like it lost, it kind of lost its luster. Um, It wasn't as shiny. It wasn't as exciting as it was my sophomore and junior year. And I think part of that was probably because, you know, graduation was on the horizon. I was suddenly going to be an adult, you know, have a full-time job. And it just felt like it just, I don't know, like all of the over drinking and binge drinking started to creep up on me and, it just wasn't something that I wanted to continue doing. Um, and yet here I was, you know, now I'm 21, so I'm a senior and, and suddenly everyone's going to the bars and like, that's the cool thing to do is like to go to the bars. And I just remember sitting at the bar and not wanting to be there, not wanting to be drunk, but I felt like it was what I should be doing or what I had to be doing to fit in and be cool. Um, So I graduate college, I moved to the city and suddenly the alcohol, um, scene really shifts to like the happy hour scene, right? So now a lot of us have, or all of us have full-time jobs. Um, most of us are in tech and suddenly we're all going out to drinks after work. Um, you know, weekends, obviously we're like day drinking. Um, and it really shifted to that. And I think the first year or two out of college is probably the toughest time of anyone's life. Um, it definitely was for me just, there's no handbook on how to adult. There's no handbook on, you know, how to dive into the corporate world. Um, it really is just a learning curve and it's a tough one. I mean, I think especially in San Francisco where everyone's working in tech, you know, it's really competitive. Um, That was really tough for me mentally, just going from this kind of carefree um, lifestyle in college to suddenly, you know, working a full day and having all of these expenses and finances and having to support myself um, was a, a huge culture shock. So it was around this time where I really stopped wanting to get drunk every weekend. Um it just didn't appeal to me anymore. Um, I had a couple weekends where, you know, I didn't drink and I felt really good. I was waking up with energy and I just like felt it was just so surprising and nice to wake up and have a full day ahead of me. Um, I think part of that too is like when you start working, you only have your weekend. And so, you know, versus in college, it's kind of like you drink any night of the week because like all days kind of run together and it's all the same but your weekends are very very precious when you start working um and so i was like i don't want to be hungover for you know two-thirds of my weekend um and so i started really getting into fitness and i started getting into wellness um and around this time i started accutane for my skin and accutane was such a blessing in disguise um for me and my relationship with alcohol because Um, as you guys know, Accutane is a really intense drug. Um, and so I just made a personal decision, you know, not to drink during those six months and it seriously changed my life. So now I had this awesome excuse. Um, whenever anyone was like, why aren't you drinking? You know, I could just tell them, Oh, I'm on Accutane. It's like really intense drug. Um, super tough on your liver. So, you know, I'm not allowed to drink. It was kind of like the antibiotic trick. I don't know if you guys have ever (laughs) used that, but you're like, Oh, sorry, I'm on antibiotics. And then people just like don't ask questions if you just don't want to drink. Um, I use that one all the time, but yeah. And so it was just this awesome excuse for me to say, you know, Oh, no, thanks. Like I'm taking this drug, blah, blah, blah. And no one would push me. No one would say, Oh, come on. Like just have a drink or like, Oh, come on. You're no fun anymore. You know, we've all heard those, those things from our friends and it's tough. It's tough to hear those things when, you know, you know that, you know what's best for you and you know that you don't want to drink that night for whatever reason. And like that should be enough. Um, But I think depending on who your friends are, I know mine are, you know, for the most part, pretty chill, but there's definitely some that are like, they like everyone to be having fun when they're having fun I'll just leave it at that um and so this was just an awesome excuse for me to not have to drink and not have to explain myself um so that was about six months and I didn't touch alcohol the only time I did I was in Miami for my birthday and um I took like two shots or something and like really felt it the next day but it was my birthday and we were in Miami and yeah I wanted to I wanted it And so when I got off Accutane, I was suddenly terrified to drink and it was weird, right? Because I had gone from such extremes Um, and I really see a lot of parallels in my relationship with alcohol that I see with my relationship with food where, you know, I went from this place of nothing to abundance to nothing again and just this really black and white, um, you know, extremes one way or the other, like this pendulum swing, um, with alcohol as well. And so suddenly I was terrified. I didn't want to go back to the place that I was in college. I was feeling so good, um, in my body, you know, my skin was glowing. I had been saving a ton of money by not drinking. Um, but also my social life was in the garbage. It was total trash. I was isolating myself. I wasn't going out. Um, I wasn't seeing friends because because I was in this weird place where I wasn't confident in my decision not to drink so i just decided to avoid the social situation entirely and i see this a lot and i get a lot of questions my dms um from you guys especially those of you that are in college about you know i really love wellness i love the way that i feel when i treat my body with respect um i don't love drinking but i also want to be social and all my friends are drinking and like what do i do um and i feel you it's really really tough and i think it really just comes down to being so confident in who you are and this is so much easier said than done now that i'm 27 versus when i was you know 19 20 21 but really just being confident in who you are and being confident in your friendships and knowing that your friends are friends with you because of you they're not friends with you because of how many shots you take or um you know how drunk you get and like when people another piece of advice that really helped me is when people are pressuring you to drink it's really a reflection of how they're feeling about themselves drinking. So a lot of times, you know, when people are saying take a shot with me, come on, you're no fun, it's because they feel insecure and they feel guilty about um, the fact that they're drinking and no one else is. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, not that, but sometimes people just want everyone to be having fun. They want you to be having as much fun as they are. Um, and so just remember, it's never about you. It's always kind of a reflection of the person who's saying that and who's pressuring you to drink. So my body felt good, my mind felt good, not drinking, but my social life was totally suffering. And so again, with my relationship with food, with my relationship with alcohol, it's about finding this place of balance. And you know, it's going to balance is going to look different for everyone. For you that might be having one glass of wine every night. For someone else it could be having one glass of wine once a month, you know? Um, It's finding what works for you. For some people, it's not drinking at all. And for me, it wasn't even about the quantity of alcohol I was drinking. It was just getting comfortable with the fact that I would have to be social. I would have to go out and hang out with my friends, and I couldn't be afraid of what they would say if I told them I wasn't drinking. And I think it was getting over that fear that really created the most balance for me, because My relationship with alcohol now is the most balanced it's ever been. Um, I drink when I want to, you know, obviously I'm starting a business and so I personally just don't have the time to be hungover um, as like douchey as that sounds. I really don't and um, you know, I work a lot on the weekends and so I do miss out on some social events but I'm not afraid anymore to go to a girlfriend's house for dinner and if she asks if I want a glass of wine, if I'm not feeling it, I'll say no and I won't feel this weird pressure or this insecurity um, or guilt for saying no. I'll just say no. And that's so powerful and so freeing. And if I do want a glass of wine, I'll say yes and I'll enjoy it. And I won't feel pressured to have another one because she's having another one or I won't feel pressured to stop at one because she's stopping at one. Um, So it's really, you know, just like food. I think alcohol is super intuitive um, and individualized, you know, tune into your own body and see what feels good. So I hope that was helpful. Um, as with anything, if this resonates with you, take what you want, leave what you don't. This is just my personal experience. Um, not medical advice at all, and definitely not me telling you what to do around alcohol. Um, but hopefully that was helpful because I do, you know, I feel you guys, like I get a lot of messages saying, you know, can I drink if I am interested in wellness? And I think we want to like put things in a box and our brain it's just the way our brains work with you know being very black and white thinking but it's possible to you know eat a kale salad do yoga and take shots of tequila you know it's also possible to eat shitty mcdonald's and not drink like you can have both um you know you can be in both you can play in both spaces is what i'm trying to say um and i think it really just comes down to you know what's best for you and what's best for you in the moment because there are certain times where i feel like drinking and there are certain times where i just feel like not drinking and and whatever your decision is being confident in that decision and knowing that your friends and family and loved ones love you for you and they don't love you for how much you drink so That's my spiel. That's my TED talk. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, um, definitely slide into my DMs at avoqueen. And I can't wait to share next week's interview. I'm so excited. And leave a review if you guys want to. Um, It helps so much with other people finding the podcast. Um, I appreciate you guys so, so much. And I'll see you next week.